What's going on, y'all? It's your boy J.H. Gibbons here. I'm going to see. And welcome to another episode of the Acromas Podcast, episode 106. We want to thank you for joining us today. If you're listening, it means you're listening on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. If you're watching our very tired, exhausted, worn-out faces, it means that you are watching on YouTube, and here are three things that I need you to do before you do anything else. Need to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. So the next time that you hop on YouTube and you're scrolling down your feed, the Acromas podcast will have a great episode sitting there waiting for you to listen to or watch. And most of all, we'll see. And it's free to do each and every single one of those pointers that Jay mentioned to you just now. Like our content, turn on that notification bell, and make sure to share it. We need to make sure that we are reaching like-minded individuals like you who decide to invest into yourself today. It's so important to do so because you're so damn worth it. So for us, we would greatly appreciate if you could do those things. It doesn't cost you much, but a few seconds of your time. You're already locked in and tuned in here and investing into you. So contribute by doing that for us, and we can continue to reach other people who are just like you. Yeah, you might as well keep investing in yourself, you know. Um I think that's that's kind of all we have these days is ourselves. So uh, make sure you're putting yourself first. Make sure you're putting the best content in your ears, in your mind. Uh, make sure you are on the, the right side of history here, because um, I know it's it's a lot of stuff going on in our society now. And the year just started. Um, so, you know, keep keep a level head. Keep your head up. Keep grinding. Keep pushing. Um, it will get hard. That's life. You're supposed to go that route. And if it was easy, then anybody could do it, but only you can live your life. So um, continue growing, continue blowing up. Um, just just continue moving forward. You know, that's that's the best we can say. Um, that's the best we could say. But what a week it has been. Uh, last week, if you have listened to episode 105, uh, we talked about if humans are innately good or evil. It was a great debate, great conversation. Um, and it was something that we don't typically do on the Acromas podcast. We save it for uh, Acromas After Dark. Uh, but we wanted to make sure that we got that conversation out there for anyone who wanted to partake in that. And it's still available. It's still up. You can still access it. You can pause this now and go back and listen to the full episode and uh, listen to both of our viewpoints. You know, they're they're a bit different, but there are some similarities in there. And I'm sure you might have a different viewpoint as well. So we welcome all viewpoints here. We welcome all discussion here. Um, it's all about growth. It's all about learning new things, new ideas, and and really stretching our capabilities um, and, and going above our capacity to to continue to find our purpose. Um, so that's what we do here on the Acromas Podcast. And it was a great episode of Great conversation, great back and forth. We'll see. And then, of course, on Acromas After Dark, if you did not get a chance to join our Patreon, of course, it is still available as well. Uh, regardless of what tier you are investing in, you are investing in yourself, and we appreciate it as well uh, that you can join those conversations. But um, we talked about COVID's impact on society, and it has had quite the impact in our society how we live our lives how we go about our days um it has all changed since then um so take a listen to that episode let us know what you think also let us know how your life has changed since covid has hit um how has it affected your life personally maybe if the lives of your friends or family around you uh let us know we'll be sure to feature you on the next episode of chromes after dark 
or even the Acromas podcast. We'll see. We we had some really great conversations, man. And um, there was so much to take away from it. Um, and I, I think even going into this week uh, where we, we talk about, at least from an athletic standpoint or from a sports standpoint, for those of for those of you who are familiar with our Acromas fitness brand, um, this is sort of up that alley in a way. And I, I felt as though this is a very it's a very interesting conversation because I know a couple weeks um, there was an injury on an NFL football field. If you were watching Monday Night Football, the Buffalo Bills against the Cincinnati Bengals uh, the first time around, um, you know that DeMar Hamlin almost lost his life on the football field uh, to be at the very beginning of the game. Uh, thankfully, he has he has recovered. He's still making a, a full recovery. Um, only time will tell how great he will be um after this moment but um i think i think our ability to to go into this topic um at this time and and with the 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 experience and the knowledge that we have uh with our athletic background uh, allows us to have a perspective that i think some people out there may not have you know i i know there are people who are listening to this that might be former athletes who will be able to relate to this conversation and if you have not played sports in your life or um you are not you know, you know, you're not an athlete. You, you're not um, into competitive sports. I still think there are a lot of lessons that you can learn here from the rise and the fall of an athlete. So, we'll see. Let's let's dive right in. Um, it's no secret, man. I'm addicted to football. I love it. I, I can't I can't deny it. I love watching it. I love playing it. I love preparing for it. Um, I love what it's been able to give me in my life. Um, I started playing ball. Uh, back when I was about eight or nine years old, and shout out to to both Zach uh, and Sean, who kind of introduced me to football. I played soccer before, and I was a really, um, I was a really obese soccer kid. Uh, it, it was pretty funny, but I would say that my soccer skills kind of translated into football because I was really light in my feet, and I had really quick feet for a bigger guy. And man, when I first started, I hated it because I wasn't really good at it. And I know a lot of people can relate to anything that we've done in our lives where we first start and we're terrible. There's such a learning curve that you have to go through. But then on the other side, it just becomes second nature. Um, and that's what happened with me. I started off playing football. Um, I was a big kid, but I had no idea how to use my size, how to use my skill and my abilities. So uh, it took a couple of friends to, to really help me get right. And then once I learned how to use my size and my ability and my speed and my my quickness for my size, um, I was able to improve and get better and better over time. And I, I and this is sort of the rise of that athlete, right? I know there are many athletes out there who can relate to this. If you had a time growing up where you were just there was just one sport that you were just better than all of the other kids, right? Even if you weren't the biggest kid around. Even if you weren't the fastest kid around, you were just better, uh, just naturally gifted at this particular sport. And you noticed that you started getting attention for how great you were, whether it was from, you know, other families of of kids in Pee Wee or, or Pop Warner League or whatever. And, you know, you have other parents coming up to you, man, hey, your kid is your kid is fast. Oh, man, your kid is strong. Wow, you've got a really big kid for his age, you know, and. You, you get this notoriety and as you continue to, to grow older and transition into different levels of playing, your level also increases with the different levels. So you have a step up against the competition who is not used to playing the sport, at least in an organized fashion. And 
you know, like me, you get to the age of 12 and 13 and still you're the biggest kid on the block now, you know, at least for me, we'll see. I was this height as a freshman in high school. So, you know, I'm about five, nine and a half. I like to say five, ten and a half on a really good day. Um, but, you know, I I was able to use my size and my strength at that particular time, um, as well as the experience that I had playing backyard football. Now, I was still leagues behind people. I still had that raw talent because I didn't play organized sports at that particular time. But once I got to organized sports, I just excelled. Um, I am just a competitive person. So I knew that anybody who was in front of me who who was better than me at that time, I had to become better than them. And not necessarily myself comparing myself. It wasn't me comparing myself to them per se, but it was knowing where I was and not being satisfied with that and understanding that I, I can take advantage of this. And, and I know that my ceiling is much higher um, than what I'm seeing here. So I kept rising. Right. And, and again, for anybody who can compare this, it's the it's the the acknowledgement that you get from your own coaching staff or the coaching staff of other teams. You know, and now you're 14, 15, 16, you're growing, you're getting stronger, you're getting better. Now you're getting scouted. You're getting people across the country who've never met you. have only seen you on tape looking at you and, and, and feeling you out, experiencing you through film. Um, that is that is probably the best way to put it, because that is, you know, at, at least back when I was playing, that's the only way that we had an opportunity to get out there. It was game film. Right now they have different websites like Rivals.com and um, there's some other there's some other apps out there that I know a lot of high school kids use um, to get their stuff out there. So, um, you know, since they're using that and 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 I mean, that's a, that's a great advantage to them. But I know back then when I was playing, it was just it was tougher to get out there. So um, when I was able to get all of this notoriety and, and, and you know, whether I was getting letters coming in from colleges or invitations to go to summer camps and all that stuff, it was it was mind blowing to me because I, I didn't realize just how good I might have been. Uh, because as athletes, we'll see, we're always hard on ourselves. Um, we, we never, we're never satisfied with how far we've gotten. And we always feel like we have so much more to give, uh, that sometimes we can't really step back and see how far we've gone and, and, and really acknowledge the fact that, man, we're, we're actually pretty good at what we do, but here is where I should have learned a lesson at this particular time. And I think it would have change the outlook of my life, uh, at least where my life is now. Not that I'm regretting what I've done, but I think my life would have been drastically different if I took the if I took advantage of the situation. Back then when I was playing, we'll see, um, USC was the big, that was the college to go to, Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart, you guys know, right? Legends of the college sport. And because I believe that I was much bigger, much bigger and better than I really was at that time, I thought, well, let me just wait out. Let me let me wait till I hear from Alabama or USC or Ohio State. Let me wait till I hear from one of these big colleges. It wasn't like there weren't big colleges that were getting back to me. Northwestern reached out. Syracuse University reached out. And there are some other Division II and Division III schools. I even had a Division III visit at McDaniel College. But for those other for those other schools, I felt like I could have I could have gotten higher than that. I felt like I was due more and humility struck. We'll see because the next year we had a different coaching staff and, 
they didn't have the connections that the other coaching staff had. Uh, they didn't have the the technical know-how to create highlight tapes. Um, they didn't they didn't have the experience that this other coaching staff had. So not only did the offers stop coming in, um, stats start stopped being recorded. Um, so tackles didn't matter, interceptions didn't matter, fumble recoveries didn't matter, even though I had a plethora of them. They just weren't being jotted down. They weren't being they weren't being publicized in newspapers. Uh, so I was relatively unknown. Um, and I, I would say it's th- that is what really started transitioning into the fall side. Right. I've already gone over the rise, uh, the notoriety, the fame that comes with it, the popularity, um, the fandom, all that sort of stuff. And, and, and now is where the transition started to change a little bit. So because of where I was, we'll see, I knew that if I had to have a chance, it would have, I would have to walk on somewhere. Um, and as I continued down the path of, you know, trying to really figure out where I was going to go as an athlete, um, I, I started noticing that that window was really starting to close. Um, the competition was fierce, of course, each and every year, we'll see there's somebody that's younger, faster, stronger, better than you that's going to come through the pipeline and take that opportunity away. And I didn't really, that didn't really hit me at the time um, because I, again, humility was not part of my, my makeup, my character um, at that particular time. And as the years went by, as the college days went by, um, I had to make a decision. I either was going to take a risk and transfer to Penn State University, the main campus, um, and walk on there, uh, and who knows where that would have gone, or I could stay at the campus that I was in, continue my my college career without playing, uh, you know, Division One college football, and and finish out my playing career then. Um, and I chose the latter uh, for many reasons. I probably don't have time to get into at this time, but um, in terms of of looking at it as as an athletic perspective. Um, I know for someone who has loved something for so long, knowing that that is going to be it and you have to kind of find a new purpose in your life, it's crushing. And I I couldn't imagine for somebody um, who would have started out playing football in peewee, you know, maybe four or five years old, six years old, and then got to maybe 23 or 24. And for whatever reason, they weren't able to make the team. They didn't get drafted. They couldn't walk, you know, they couldn't walk onto a professional team either. I couldn't imagine how difficult it might be to transition into normal life. I mean, you see somebody like a Tom Brady who has made it all the way to 45 and he's still playing and you see how his personal life took a a complete turnaround uh, because of his decision to stay, his, his decision to continue to play. Um, and I, I look at somebody like him, or um, on the, I guess on the darker side of that, somebody like a like a Junior Seau, um, who took his life because at some point he just didn't know what else to do. When you play and when you do something for so long in your life, um, it, that it literally makes up the majority of your existence it's hard to find that competitive edge doing anything else, right? I'm sure a lot of people, when they retire, they go to golf, right? Look at Michael Jordan, some other athletes who are great at what they do. Um, They try to find another sport. They try to go into coaching maybe or to start a business. But 
the rush of of running out into a field in front of thousands of fans and people who paid to see you perform and 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 then winning it all um there is just nothing like that and i've i've only felt a microcosm of that from the level that i've played so i can't even imagine running out on a field we'll see and and playing in the super bowl which i know is a couple weeks from now and being able to do that and then not knowing that that might be the last time you ever feel that rush um i think for those athletes who might be listening to this or watching this or you you're you're still struggling to try to find whatever else is out there for you i need to tell you that there is so much more to life than just football there is so much more to life than just the sport that you have grown up loving maybe the only thing in your life that you've truly loved my advice would be to to take some time for yourself learn about the strengths that you have within yourself, learn about your interests and really try to determine what your purpose in life is. Your purpose in life was not to play the position that you played on that football field. Andrew Luck said it best. Cause I know he struggled once he ended up deciding to retire. And he asked that he had to answer the question like, look, am I anything other than a quarterback in my life? Is that all I am? What else is there to my life? And and thankfully, somebody like him has been able to ch- to transition in life. He's a great father now. He's got a beautiful family. Um, and I think, you know, I, I think he's involved in, I don't know if it's skiing or, or snowboarding or something, but he's doing something that he enjoys. He's doing something that that brings him joy, that that allows him to fulfill his purpose in a different way than football at the highest level. So I would say look at some of the examples that are out there right now that have transitioned, whether it's Andrew Luck or RG3, who's doing a great job with commentary and um, different athletes out there. There are so many different examples that know that there is not a rise and fall of an athlete. You're more than just an athlete. You're more than just somebody who's stepping on a football field or a basketball court or a tennis court or a golf, you know, uh, you know, wherever, wherever you are playing, whatever you are doing. Um, know that there's more to life than just playing that sport and and understand that your your second life will probably start unexpectedly um, if you are playing at that pro level, whether it's an injury or your phone just stops ringing because it's time to go. Um, know that there is going to be a second chance for you, a second life, and maybe even a third after that. Um, just prepare, continue to remain humble, define what your purpose is, and understand that there will be a transitioning period for you. Um, so we'll see. That's that's really what, uh, you know, I kind of went on a diatribe here and a, a bit of a rant in inside of what my conversation was on this. But um, I would say to those who are athletes out there and, and you are still struggling to find what else might be out there for you, um, there's a community out here right? We at Acromus are here to help you. We're here to to give you that advice, to help you build that foundation, restart your life today. Um, that is that is why we are here. So um, we'll see. I, you know, I'd, I'd love to turn it over to you um, to kind of, kind of give your feedback, any, any advice that you would want to give um, to those athletes who might be struggling to transition. I know you've had quite the transition yourself um, and it's well documented in the twenty one three method, but I'd I'd love to hear from your from your perspective and your side um, on some advice that you have. Well, yeah, I appreciate that, Jay. Um, I think it was very insightful the the amount of depth that you 
were able to um, articulate and, ex and express um, on a subject that's as delicate as this. We like to think uh, a lot of the times with athletes that, um, you know, they're much more of, um, of a force than, than uh, re realizing that we are people with emotions too. So um, a lot of the times uh, you'll see uh, historic, historically speaking, that those emotions have been oppressed. And then you have those unfortunate uh, incidents where people have harmed themselves because of it, or, uh, you know, have turned to some sort of, some sort of uh, substance abuse in some cases, uh, if not worse. Um, so I'm glad we are in here in time of where, you know, you have more athletes uh, like LeBron James and other folks who are more outspoken about that and just kind of the importance of mental health. Um, what it represents is just kind of take care of yourself and how to do it properly as you're, you know, you're aging and growing and just being more mature in those, in those ways. Um, as we know, sometimes, you know, uh, too much of a good thing is not a good thing for us. So sometimes we can kind of get a little ahead of ourselves and just kind of think that, you know, we'll always be at our peak and, we don't tend to look into tomorrow because, you know, we are enjoying and relishing in that, that today. But, um, you know, Father Time is, unde is undefeated. And uh, we all have those moments that we are, at some point, those best years and will be behind us. So I think it's important to just kind of identify along the lines um, without having to reiterate anything Jay said, just when is the right time to start thinking about those things? Um, when is the right time to start creating those contingency plans? And and, and 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 properly having an exit strategy for yourself and what that looks like um, so that you're not put in a position where you feel as though you're forced to make those choices. A lot of the times that's kind of what happens is we get to a place where we didn't think about those things along the way. And uh, then we're forced to, to face those certain truths that maybe is a little difficult to face in a moment. And for someone like Jay mentioned who may have, been doing this from the age of four, whatever your your, your professional choice is, and that's been your whole life, your identity, of course, is going to make it that much harder for you. Um, but again, with us being here, uh, we just want to provide that insight and remind it of how much you matter in that way to just understand as you're transitioning, even in, in earlier stages, have alternative plans as to what you would like to do, like outside of the sport that you're choosing to invest your time into. There's nothing wrong with having that passion. But that shouldn't be the only one. Um, you should try to find other things that you enjoy in this life as well, because it is so short. It is a short span in time. And that time that you're dedicating to that particular sport that you're in is even more shorter in your lifespan of like what time you really spend investing into that. Um, so I think I would just kind of add those kind of points to it. I feel like you 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 put it wonderfully of, uh, just explaining thoroughly what that would consist of. I just think a huge factor is just as you're going through the, before you get to the point of the transition, but as you're going through the emotions of like adjusting within the sport um, and you're hitting your strides and, and you get to that place, maybe you're feeling good and you're feeling like this is going to be forever. Everything in life is transitional. So you should be preparing yourself in that way and just holding yourself accountable um, to make those real truths. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a conversation. Um, I was at a um, a lunching, uh, like a, a brunch, like last week for a birthday for a, a, a friend of a friend. 
And um, I was sitting down with someone who actually was a former basketball player. He played in the Canadian League. So I had a good conversation with him. And uh, it's coincidentally, we ended up having a conversation about something along the lines here where, um, you know, he, you know, got into that league and, you know, you know, he, he, he was making transitions and um, he didn't really think about it in that way, thought he'd be playing much longer than he was playing. And, you know, now it's life after that where he's making other moves, but he, you know, he's taking some impacts because of the decision of, you know, when COVID struck and the way that affected things and affected for himself and his life. I thought that was an awesome, an awesome way of putting it, just reflecting on that. And you never know when your life is going to change. So it was good to kind of just have a by chance conversation with a really awesome person. I'm not going to put his name out there, but um, out of respect to him, but a really awesome person to have a conversation with just, and just kind of them sharing their story of like, hey, like I've been doing this for some odd amount of years and, and you know, and then that happened in my funds. I made some investments that just really wasn't great for me. Um, but like ultimately I thought I'd still be doing what I was doing and I was and I'm not now. So it's just really helpful to just um, to just keep in line and set a plan for yourself as best you can. Doesn't mean it has to be something you have to have attained by tomorrow, but it's good to have contingency plans in place because you never know what may happen next. Um, so I think I will just probably leave it there, Jay. Um, and I think you put everything out there in a way that we hope it resonates with you. If you're a first-time listener, if you're a long-time listener, we hope that this helps in some fashion. If you know someone who's an athlete that you feel can benefit from this, please share this with them too. Yeah, for sure. We'll see. I, I appreciate those points, man, and, and the comments there and, and that story. It's it it is always tough, you know. You if you mentioned and I mentioned as well, you know, if you're starting off at five and you're playing until 35, you know, that's I mean, God, that's a career. You know what I'm saying? So it's like and you're still so young to be able to try to trans, you know, transition out of that and find another passion. Some people just struggle to do so, and it's very understandable. So um, we want you to, we want you guys to know that, Hey, we're here. If you need to talk, if you want to talk to other athletes, we can connect you as well. And, you know, we want to turn it over to you now, uh, for any of the former athletes who are out there, regardless what level of competition you played on, what is your story? Tell us where you are now. Tell us how you've been able to transition, uh, with life after sports for you. Uh, the best response that we get will be featured in a YouTube short, as well as on the next episode of the Acromas Podcast. And who knows, maybe in the future, you will be a guest on the Acromas Podcast. So again, we're always here to open up to our community. We want to give you guys a voice. We want to give you a chance to communicate with us, communicate with the world, let your story be heard only here on the Acromas Podcast. We want to thank all of you guys for joining us today. Um, I know, look, we'll see and I are very, very exhausted but we love this, right? This is always a labor of love. Um, we enjoy doing this. This is always therapeutic. We'll see, you know, before I came on this, man, I was I was struggling. I was punished. But um, having this conversation has brought a little smile to my face because this is, this is always fun to do. So I hope that you guys have, have taken that from this conversation as well. And hope you all are loving what you're doing right now. If not, it is really time to transition. Um, well, what, what, what you should be doing before you do transition is, um, you should be listening to more episodes of the Acromas podcast. This being 106 episodes 
you being here listening, maybe you are listening in your car, or you're at your house, or you're in the bathroom, whatever you're doing at this moment, you're listening on Google Podcasts or an Apple Podcast or Spotify. If you are watching our faces, it can only mean one thing. It means you're on YouTube. And I need you to do these three things if you did not do them at the very beginning of this episode. I need you to hit that like button. I need you to hit that subscribe button. And please, please hit that notification bell. The next time you hop on YouTube, you will hear this story about the rise and the fall of an athlete. You will hear many, many other gems that flow freely from Will C and I over the past year and a half, over the past 106 episodes. And most of all, we'll see. It's for you to do each and every single one of those pointers, Jay, sent to you. And you're going to choose to do so because you know how much you are worth. You believe in you. You are invested into you. And what better way than to show that to our lovely community of people who are like-minded individuals that just aspire to be better, just be better in life. By again, liking our content, hitting that like button that's there for you, turning on the notification bell so you could be the first one of the first to receive it, uh, you know, and make sure that you are sharing it as well. We would really appreciate those things. If you could do all those things, you know, we couldn't ask for anything more just to keep helping and growing with us and help reach other people as well. Look, we're all going to keep growing. It's going to be a very exciting week coming up. We're going to all continue to rise. We're going to make sure that if we do fall, we know how to rise again. Uh, that's what being an athlete is. So continue living your life. Continue loving your life. And until next week, it's your boy, J.H. Gibbons. And we'll see. Peace. Peace.